Coming to you from the kingdom of Marion, this is the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening in this world. Hello, everyone. Good day. This is episode number 21. Truth or Bullshit? Al Doug DeMiro's review of the VW Buzz is way off the mark. I believe that there is a fine line between being deceitful and being delusional. And in this case, I don't really know which is the case. But what I want to talk about and point out are some major glaring differences in the review that I would have for this car versus the review given to you by Doug DeMiro. Before I start mine, here's something um, a bit more official. This comes from Edmonds, and it says... There is a major cool factor with the ID Buzz. It preserves enough of the original Microbus Mojo and packages it into something that looks thoroughly modern and is extremely versatile. In person, its charm is undeniable. Even with some of the cheap interior plastics and glitchy electronics. And though it's far from the quickest EV or minivan, the idea of Buzz is destined to have a massive cult following when it eventually arrives in North America in 2024. That was Edmonds. And I felt that it was uh, pretty much to the point Pretty well-written, concise, right to the point. Which, apparently, is not the direction that um, Doug decided to go in. Um, he has, um, well, he has a unique personality, let's say. But we're going to get to that in a bit. First, a little bit of a history lesson, which is intended to put this in perspective. Now, I know that the van will, you know, look pretty cool. That's fine. And it's uh, perhaps fun to drive at least to a point, especially in the city. Okay, fine. But we have to put this ultimately in the reality that it is a car. And unlike 
what you may perceive with the arm flailing of an extremely overexcited teenage boy. Um, I'd be willing to bet that most of us guys um, were not going to have sex with it. It's a car. Let's treat it as such. Now, I, being an old-timer, I had um, at least, yeah, it was two. I had two of the old-school microbuses. And I had some very, very uh, pleasant hours and months. Very pleasant part of my life and all the things that I did and traveled the country and it was a lot of fun. Um, was it perfect? No. But it was a hell of a lot of fun. Did it break down? Yes. Um, mine being a, if I remember correctly, yeah, a 70, it was a 75 and a 76 microbus. Yeah. Because here in the U.S., I mean, they stopped, or in Germany, rather, they stopped production in 79, if my memory serves. But, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. And, um, man, you're talking about, even by those standards back then, um, it was cheap. And you see, when you're doing your thing, whatever, as a really young person does their thing, um, you're doing your thing, you prefer if your thing, which will also allow you to do more of your thing, um, has to be cheap. So, no high-maintenance uh, women and no high-maintenance cars. Just women who like to have fun. And uh, at least at that time, fortunately for me, there was lots of girls who loved to have fun. And they were fun. And this is how everything has been flipped on its head and has gone crazy. So, you know, meet a girl. Um... And she likes you, you like her, and you say, hey, um, this, is, uh, this has been great, whatever event you were at, wherever it was. I'm going to Colorado, I'm leaving here, and, you know, do you want to come? And they might say, sure, because, well, it's the way it was, and, you know, everybody wasn't uh, crazy. And she sure as hell couldn't have been a gold digger, so, you know. But, um, you know, when it had problems, and it did have problems, um, I accepted that, and uh, I fixed it. And I'm not saying that I am a mechanic by any means, but I fixed it, and I kept it going. And kept it going for many miles. Like I said, I had two of them. And I didn't, uh, I didn't get either vehicle new because 
wasn't rich, couldn't afford that, got him used. And I think it was, I don't, I can't remember. It was like um, 38, I think it was 3,800 bucks. Maybe the second one was like 42, something like that. But I mean, <clears throat> even brand new back then, brand spanking new was the price was less than a quarter of the projected price asking price, which is starting at 60K. Let that sink in for just a moment. $60,000 that's starting. And you're going to want to have a few goodies in there. So I'm guessing probably by the time, you know, the dust settles, you're probably looking more realistically at 70K. 70K for a semi-nostalgic, um, you know, microbus. But it's, it's not, it's, it is not a microbus. It is the buzz. And all of that, and it's going to break down, and it's going to have problems. It will have problems. And unlike what I had, and I didn't have that many problems, and when I did, they were, you know, pretty minor. Um, yeah, you won't be able to fix them because you have to take them to a authorized service center to virtually do anything and vw um is is pretty notorious for that it's like um what was a few years ago you know five seven years ago you remember when you could buy you could actually the price of printers i'm talking about the old school cartridge before everything went to inkjet and the actual device itself you got that pretty cheap of course where they got you was on those spendy cartridges the ink cartridges and boy were they going to get you for those so again it's just a whole the whole uh rape scenario of your money and that vehicle is no different it's no different because that vehicle is not, for most folks, it's not designed to have fun. Now, regardless of all the catchy, there's going to be a slew of, of young, probably young folks, um, or I don't know, possibly boomers. Every, they're going to try. They're going to try to appeal to the biggest market possible, of course. Um, but everyone's frolicking. Everyone's having fun. They're, they're going to tie, probably, I'm guessing, for nostalgia purposes, some, some montage of old original buses and here's the new one. They're, they're going to go that angle, you know. Um, but what is completely and utterly missing in um, Doug's review is that there is no connection 
to the financial reality. There is no connection there. Um, the way, how would I describe him? And it's not just, you know, this car in particular. It's, it's his, what do I, what's the word? Squirreliness, if you want to call it that. Because he's a squirrely guy. I mean, he just is. Um, but there's really no, there's no, uh, there's no recognition of um, all of the, you know, backside of this, of the the financial onslaught. Nope, not for Demiro, because in his world, in his super squirrely, I don't know, kind of a cross between a bad Jay Leno and Pee Wee Herman-ish, like I said, he's a squirrely guy. I mean, I'm sure maybe he's a really nice guy, but he's a squirrely guy. And um, yeah, when I watched this, his review of this thing, again, it was like, um, I don't know, um, a nervous male teenager virgin on prom night kind of thing comes to mind. But what is not talked about <clears throat> um, at any, it's never, it just doesn't exist, is the cost. And when you compare this to the originals from back in the day, um, there, there is none. Because this is designed to not only put you in massive debt, but to keep you there. Because... If you'll remember, um, I, I'm thinking it was, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I think it was, there was somewhere between, I mean, for a really, uh, uh, back in uh, 70, 778, the original microbus, somewhere-ish, depending on features and all that, I don't know, 8,000, 8 to 12 and then that was really pushing it. You know, I but I think it was more, you know, most could get in there out the door for like nine grand. And even with accounting for, yes, all the way up to, through, um, you know, current dollars, inflation, all that. That's, to me, that's just insane. I think it's insane um starting at 60k for this vehicle which if i could just bring that back for a moment um it looks thoroughly modern but see yeah its charm is undeniable even with some of the cheap interior plastics and glitchy electronics well you know um if if i'm if i'm paying 60 70k for a vehicle like this i sure don't expect it to have cheap plastics and glitchy electronics and that segues into 
this concept of value for the money. And this is something um, that apparently right over the head of, um, of Doug DeMiro because um, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to be concerned with that. Matter of fact, what he wants to project apparently is that none of us have to be concerned about that when he talks about and, and that's not even really for him that's that's not a great deal of of the much more even more expensive cars um that he talks about of course he has reviewed much cheaper cars but i think the majority of them tend to be you know in in this range in this price range and yeah, that's completely a disconnection from everybody else. And, you know, you would have all things considered when you don't have to be, to lay out $60,000, $70,000 for a mediocre minivan. Um, it's just the gee whiz thing, marketing buy the shiny thing everyone and of course he's he's paid by them so yeah it's marketing so it's time to run out and don't miss a day you know like those completely bombastic and and, and ludicrous ads for every car and and just the the voice the whole damn thing that they did and this but don't wait come in today drop what you're doing come in right now because we all know that there's never ever ever fucking ever going to be another car made the next day so you better get your ass down there right now for this once and all get your hands on the shiny thing before they're all gone. Poof. And of course, he follows a formula, and that's what he does because there is apparently the supposition that, yeah, he talks about it like it's, uh, well, I don't know, like uh, buying a go kart or something. Hey, you know, hey, yeah, but look, it's so cute. Hey, <laughs> arms flailing he really likes to flail his arms a lot and that whole i don't know if he he actually studied under or if he has some i don't know uh, passion for jay leno but the the the, the intonation him is just remarkable it's it's not as good as leno's and um yeah, I mean, it's it's not. So that's why I said it's a second-rate half-assed Leno. But it is what it is, you know. But just to to hear that 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 voice and the cackling, the cackling, like teenage boy cackle of excitement is kind of like that Jay Leno delivery, you know, of the, the topical... Lowbrow topical here. You ever notice when you have to go to the bathroom and take a number two, and sometimes it comes out all wrong? 
yeah that that kind of thing um yeah this thing um is going to set someone back maybe not the um initial owners so much maybe not if they're lucky if they're lucky again we're talking vw here and this is not the vw of old this is you know the new vw yeah the ones that had the the major uh huge um lawsuit because of their um emissions they had uh, deliberately uh, you know screwed with the emissions on their cars to to uh, get them to pass that was several years ago but they did that whole debacle and it was basically fraud and they were they were sued a whole lot of money and given a slap on the wrist and said okay you guys don't do that anymore and then they said okay well we'll pay the fine but we're not admitting guilt then the court says well okay <laughs> Because that's the way the that's the way the criminals work amongst themselves. You have nothing to do with it, but then it's breaking news. You know, huge Lancer landmark suitcase from the Garrett versus, and they were you know um, fined you know, whatever it was ten million. It doesn't matter. It's the same. And then they go back to have lunch at wherever their favorite line. And they're just laughing hysterically. And, <laughs> Can you believe? Boy, did we get off did we get off the hook cheek for that one? Ah, God, these imbeciles will do anything. You know, it's and that's it. So yeah, when it does come, especially for again, if you're the first owner, that means, in my opinion, you are either very wealthy, you have very good credit. Um so you fall into that potentially into that category of um, um, what my dad used to say, which was, uh, yeah, people with a whole lot more money than brains. Because my idea, and I know I maybe I sound old fashioned and crazy, but um, especially today, with everything that's going on, you're going to plop down, go into debt 60 or 70K on a half-assed van you you really you have issues but don't say that to doug demiro because see he doesn't have that issue because he has at least bare minimum uh well he's well over a million dollars annual income it could be several million i don't know but i know that much and um, those things, those annoying things, while he flutters like a butterfly from car to car to review to review. I mean, he used to actually uh, be a Porsche mechanic. Um, but uh, yeah, this is much more lucrative. Um, and he, he gets to deliver his campy humor. <laughs> and we all just obviously can't get enough of that so yeah this this thing is going to um it's going to uh, put you in uh, you think you're in the driver's seat but actually you're strapped uh 
in the back of the vehicle for a long time. Again, um, super wealthy and whatnot, but it's a play toy. They'll have that for until they get tired of it. You know, I don't know, three, four years. Then it's time for a new one. But for the rest of us, when it comes down to the second or even possibly third owner, well, they're wringing their hands together because that's when all the money really comes in because it is designed to uh, to not be fixable. And that is quite deliberate. It could be engineered differently, but they're not <laughs> for that reason. So they're going to make the money from the literal purchase on this thing um, for however long the loan may be. So they get all that and they just they just wait a couple, three years until this starts to go. Oh, did I mention he said even brand new in Edmonds? It said this was brand new. This car was brand new and it mentioned the glitchy electronics. So they'll put out a little press card at some point pretty soon here. And, yes, yes. <clears throat> well, the, 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 those issues are going to be uh, certainly addressed by the 2024 spring release of the vehicle in North America. Yeah, we, we have you covered there. <laughs> yeah. But this is, this is not, while Dougie goes merrily from car to car, Floating in what like an like an excited butterfly from vehicle to vehicle. That is not his world. That has nothing, and he doesn't even talk about that at all. But he sure as hell is happy. Those arms are stretched out wide. They're stretched out wide. And look at this car. So yeah. Um God, they used to have carnies like him years ago. And uh, well, apparently, I guess he's pretty good at it. You see, to put this in perspective, um, back in the day when I was much younger, um, I happened to even remember some of these ads that the various car companies had, their, their, mont their slogan, let's say. And uh, Subarus were really good cars. And what I mean by that, Subarus and Datsuns, I had them both, um, except for on some models at a certain point. I say past a certain point, they notoriously were having problems with head gaskets, but never had a problem, at least with mine, and not with that series and model before they changed the motor and they you know for a while they were having problems with head gaskets but true to form um it just ran, it ran and just basic maintenance and a lot of stuff you could you could actually fix on it yourself and it ran forever and the point of it was i got where i wanted to go and it was cheap and it was comfortable and and pretty safe by the standards of that time it was a safe car it was. And it didn't set me back the equivalent 
of, uh, again, I got it, got it used, but it didn't set me back the equivalent of $60,000. Matter of fact, I can tell you if you want to know more specifically where Subaru joined in with the rest of the big club that uh, Doug Demir is a part of, no doubt. And uh, it's called this, the conveyor belt of, you know, after three years, maybe four at the most, but I'm saying where things start shutting down and going wrong, like um, it could be, I don't know, a light bulb. And well, you got to have a, we have to get a super duper technical tech, techno tech techie tech 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 only an authorized subaru techie tech 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 yes at uh 175 an hour could possibly replace that bulb that's the kind of that's what you need to look at because on on mine the things that did go wrong i just popped in this and i popped in that and it was done but anyway their slogan used to be um, for Subaru, it was really simple. Uh, it said inexpensive and built to stay that way. That was the slogan. That's what they said. And it was pretty accurate because everybody loved, you know, they were young and they loved their, because they told the truth. It was, it was great and reliable and Dotsons before that's, um, that's what eventually became Nissan, were Dodsons. And so, yeah, um, then Subaru changed uh, to the current, the current one anyway. It became like a family member, like a dog or a pony. It became love. That's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Aww. So now you get to love your car. You get to embrace it. And that's good. That's a good thing for them. Keep loving that car. You're going to need a lot of love. Because you'll be doing that when you're handing over your plastic cards to pay for all the things that you can't fix on it anymore. Not yourself. Because... You don't have the technical knowledge, equipment, or know-how. You're not a walking cyborg, in other words. So it's the same deal. So think about that part, you know, where it used to be inexpensive and built to stay that way changes to love. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru. <clears throat> well, no different than pretty much the whole same tactic and everything with VW. And they've been doing this again for the same number of years. And they could tell to you statistics about this out there. Well, the reliability of cars has dramatically increased since the old days of the late seventies and eighties and so forth. And to a certain extent, that's yes, that's true. That's undeniable. I mean, shit, I wouldn't want to go back, for instance, simple things like going back to, you know, uh, having to reset the points on the and the distributor and all that nonsense. So I'm not I'm not uh, denying that at all. But I'm saying there was there was a peak. There was a golden age 
that got rid of the bad stuff, introduced the good news stuff, and it hit the spot. It was right in that spot. I'm thinking like aroundish between, say, mid 80s to around mid 90s. Okay. And that was a sweet spot where they hit everything just right and didn't weren't going crazy crazy on the and then they got this idea and they said well well what if we just keep over engineering things and if well if we if we do that that way then you know a person a regular person couldn't fix that and then the light bulb went off and they went ah that's right a normal regular, non-even mechanically inclined person or with basic tools can't fix it. Johnson, you're a genius. And uh, they considered whoever that was. And shit, they might as well, I don't know, they gave him an early retirement package for that because that's when they changed the whole thing with cars and their design. And VW is certainly, they're no stranger to this. But you know what? Dougie doesn't mention any of this because Dougie doesn't know or Dougie doesn't care because Doug DeMuro is not on the hook for 60, 70 or more K on this thing. Nope. When you got, uh, once again, when you got millions... You can just flail your arms out till they reach the heavens because you're so damn happy. Nobody should be that happy about a car because it's just a car. Doug, despite what you want to apparently demonstrate to everyone out there, you're not having sex with it. I, at least, I hope you're not having sex with it. But it, it, it's just a car, Doug. Although a very unnecessarily, insanely expensive money pit. But it's just a car. Calm down, Doug. Hello again, and thanks for listening. By all means, please do leave a comment, because not only do I want to know what you thought about this episode, but so does the rest of the world. And here, your opinion really matters. Until next time, I am Ernest Mann, and I am out of here.